1: Squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on On the the air air on the Red Apple
0: Podcast Network. I hey, I, I all kinds of normal, smart people are riding these damn scooters all over New York City. You're gonna get killed. I know a doctor who was killed, killed riding a silly scooter, a motorized scooter. Fifth Avenue and 79th Street. He was killed. Stop doing this thing. Oh, I almost killed myself on one, actually. I was. I just wanted to try it out in a hallway. Uh, these things are not stable enough. You are so vulnerable to cars. What's the big deal? I mean, walk, take a cab. Don't take the subway yet. But no, 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 no. You're just standing there. If you get hit by a car, you're done. You are done. And this goes for you bike riders, too. Who wants to ride a scooter? I mean, that was cool. Maybe in what fifth grade? What? When do we have? What do we have back then? Big wheels, a big wheel, one of those. But as soon as you got the means to get a car or something cool, you you left the big wheel in the garage. Your mom sold it at a garage sale, or gave it away, or threw it out. I can't believe it. This is a dangerous, dangerous thing. Eric Adams should be talking about this instead. Oh, gosh. Did you hear what he said about uh, there are too many uh, gun commercials? People are are buying getting guns and shooting each other because of the marketing of the gun industry, marketing campaign of the gun industry. I have never, ever in my entire life seen the marketing of guns other than possibly Hollywood. You know, every every plot has, you know, Matt Damon grabbing a gun at the end of the movie. I mean, everything revolves in the end around a gun. Uh I wouldn't blame the the arms industry for that actually. Oh. Anyway. Hey, who remembers Star Trek? Remember that parallel universe episode where they they beam they're beaming down to the no, they're beaming up to the Enterprise and something happens with the transporter and they are transported to another universe where everything is backwards. Good is bad, bad is good, up is down, down is up. It really seems like that for the White House. This insane ceremony slash party they had for inflation reduction. (laughs) The Inflation Reduction Act is passed, and we are going to have a party. And we all see at the same time the stock market is crashing, new numbers coming out showing that everything is up, inflation like we haven't seen since the Carter administration. This is bad, 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 bad stuff. And Joe is uh, is proud about it, and erratic as always. Cut seventeen.
2: This bill cut costs for families, help reduce inflation at the kitchen table because that's what they look at: how much of their monthly bills and how much do they have to pay out for their. And it gave them just a little more breathing room, as my dad would say.
0: Yeah, I, I never believe him when he never believe him. Period. You know, we've you've all seen the clips. I've used them a thousand times when, you know, we caught Joe Biden lying in 1987, in 1988, 1973 and 1974. It's what he does. It sounds good. So he says it. No, it doesn't matter if it has anything to do with reality. They were in their own alternate universe. All right. Those are just flat out lies. Uh, because nobody believes the Inflation Reduction Act. Even Joe Manchin, by the way. Hey, Joe Manchin, he drives a Bentley. How did he get enough money? He's a very rich man, isn't he? Yeah. He says he will not sign off on any legislation that he can cannot explain to the people of West Virginia. Well, uh, nobody can understand the Inflation Reduction Act, how it would possibly reduce inflation. All right, Has he really tried that out in Manchin? Uh, maverick Maverick Mavericks often work just for Mavericks uh, and then Joe Biden just got plain old weird weird I mean almost insane weird cut 18
2: think about it think about what you'd think about at the time think about how you'd feel if you didn't and didn't have the money it's wrong it's not who we are and we're gonna fix that too
0: Um, it's wrong Well, it gets worse. Cut 19.
2: I am more optimistic than I've ever been in my entire life about America's future. We just have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. There is nothing, nothing, nothing we've ever set our mind to. Nothing that that we've not been able to accomplish. Nothing beyond our capacity. And to just remember who we are. We stand together. There's nothing beyond our capacity.
0: Well, it looked even worse than it sounded. It's waving his arms like crazy. Nothing beyond our capacity. Hey, how about winning in Afghanistan? How about getting out of Afghanistan with honor and security? Taliban and Al Qaeda and ISIS are now firmly in control of Afghanistan. And that is on you, Joe Biden. <sighs> now. Who's really in charge? I do believe it's Barack Obama and his uh, his partner there, his partner in crime, Susan Rice. You know, the woman who lied about Benghazi, uh, which, by the way, was, uh, I think this is the 10-year anniversary of Benghazi. Right after Joe Biden was <clears throat> elected, here is Obama bragging about what the arrangement is going to be like to Stephen Colbert, who's turned out to be a gigantic wuss. Cut 20.
3: If I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Uh, I, I'd be fine with
0: that. Would the American people be fine with that if they knew? Because that's what's going on. It was a border, uh, borderline. There was some nervousness there, there, that we saw from Obama, and a little bit of braggadocio, if you will. You know, he kind of stuttered just for a moment, but I'd be fine with that, having a front pe- front man doing all the public speaking, but he's calling the shots behind the scenes. That was in November of 2020. We said that after the election. It's like November 20th, just before Thanksgiving. And he looks at Stephen Colbert with big, wide eyes. I'd be fine with that. That's the arrangement. You know, I I saw something else that's kind of weird. At the inauguration of Joe Biden in 2021, he acknowledged a lot of people. He acknowledged Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, Leader McConnell, uh, Vice President Mike Pence, former President Jimmy Carter, who couldn't be there, but we, we know you're here in spirit, Mr. Carter. You know who he didn't say anything about, didn't mention him? Barack Obama. I had to listen uh, just to make sure. I checked the transcript and I listened to the speech. Barack Obama is sitting right there and he doesn't say anything about him. Did they have an argument just before about, uh, hey, Joe, um, you're my front man. I mean, couldn't you see that happening? Why? And how is it that I missed that? Something very, very strange is happening in America has been going on for a long time, that parallel universe. They're trying to suck us into their parallel universe. Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is being persecuted by the FBI. Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. Uh, This is still America. And if you you, you want to believe something, you want to spend your own money trying to prove it, you're allowed to. He has genuine concerns about the fairness of the 2020 election. So do I. It's a free country. And Mike Lindell has the means to hire people, engineers, data experts, computer experts. He wants to look at it, and they want to stop him. So the FBI, four cars apparently, cornered him. Couldn't they have asked Mike to meet inside the Hardee's? It was at a Hardee's restaurant. Did you know that the Hardee's, I think, brought us the curly fry, right? Hardee's. They're still out there, apparently. He's going to Hardee's. Why didn't the FBI meet him inside the Hardee's? Make an appointment. It's Mike Lindell. He's household name famous. He's not going to run away. All right? Tell him you want to see him. You, you, you corner the guy and you take his phone, which, oh, by the way, taking one's phone it's like taking your brain, think about all that stuff that's in your phone. I mean it's a reflection. most people are on their phone more than they're not on the phone. You look at it I, I I'm fascinated by this and i'm I don't want to become like this myself, but I can feel I can feel it, I can feel it. Think about the amount of time your eyes are looking at that stupid phone and the amount of time they're looking at anything else and I think for a shockingly Huge portion of the country. It's more time on the phone than looking at the world. It's like the Matrix. Okay, you can't just take that from somebody. Mike Lindell, by the way, has like five businesses. He's got the My Pillows. He's got my my slippers. He's got a bunch of other things. He's got real estate. He's got hotels. He's got you name it. He's he's a very and they took it from him. The FBI now the FBI. Wow. You know, I call them Friends of Biden Incorporated. That's what FBI stands for. Friends of Biden Incorporated. I would love to see mass resignations from the FBI. You can't go along with this. This is insane stuff. And tonight, I'll be talking about the FBI's (laughs) checkered past. You know, they have screwed up so much stuff. They really have. They, one of my go-to examples is, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. A special agent had Lee Harvey Oswald's name in a notebook, and he was meaning to get around, getting around to talking to Lee Harvey before November 22nd, uh, but he just never got around to it. Uh, I guess I'll catch up with this. uh, (laughs) uh, If if, if there was ever a presidential assassin in waiting, it was Lee Harvey Oswald, who, by the way, had his office was... Right on top of the presidential motorcade. But the FBI had an appointment to get together with him, not on that Friday, but the following Monday, after the assassination. Thanks a lot. Uh, What else? What else? Stephen Hatfield, remember that guy? The anthrax uh, mailer? Except he wasn't. They ruined that guy's life. He had nothing to do with it. Followed him around. The FBI had to pay him like $4 million. They screw this stuff up all the time. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the federal government. The federal government, look, I love our Constitution, I love our country, but the government, do you really expect anything from them? The, the greatest favor they can do is step the hell out of the way. I saw Jill Biden the other day bragging about $30 are going out for iPads. If you're an underprivileged uh, person, you can get $30 for the purchase of your iPad and or laptop. 30 bucks. It, where in the Constitution does it say that they should be in the coupon business? You know? Save that for Crazy Eddie, all right? Those little scams. Jill. Hey, uh, Joe flew back to, where did he go? He went back to Delaware to vote. Very strange. We'll have more on that in a moment. Uh, Let's see here. Um, How do you feel? It's September, what is it? September 13th. Sandra, you want to say something about Mike Lindell?
4: Oh, you know, you couldn't have said it better, but I want to tell you. September 14th, by the
0: way. Sorry, September 14th. Uh, What?
4: Yeah, I I want to say you couldn't have said it better about Mike Lindell. But when I heard last night that they seized his phone, my jaw dropped. I mean, this man, he he came he overcame addiction and he he made a beautiful career for himself. And I have to tell you that I bought many things from him, and my favorite is his bathrobes, the heavy ones, because I swim outdoors and the sun goes down at four o'clock and I it's kinda of cold and that bathrobe it's the best bathrobe I ever had. But that that's not really the point. I'm really frightened about what's going on. I really am. This is scary.
0: It is it is scary. It is it's a very peculiar time. Now what I think has happened some of these folks, these FBI people, and uh, there are some good people out there, but they're surrounded by this propaganda, right, that Donald Trump is a threat to democracy. How many times have you heard that, right? All They drum it in, all the January 6th, threat to democracy, January 6th, threat to democracy. Hey, here's Kamala Harris uh, trying to elevate January 6th to 9-11 and other things, got 28.
5: December 7th, 1941, September 11th. 2001, and January 6th, 2021.
0: You know, how dare she? How dare she elevate January 6th to those horrible occasions, right? September 11th and Pearl Harbor Day. Give me a break. But if you're the casual observer and you're a Joe Schmo FBI agent, I'm sorry, this stuff, well, wow, he's a threat to democracy. He's a threat to democracy. He must be a threat to democracy. Everybody's telling me that all day long. From the media, to your boss, to the president, to uh, Kamala Harris, to Joe Scarborough, to Lester Holt. And it's actually working. They have convinced these people to do their dirty work. It's not working with us. It won't. Sandra, thanks a lot. Give me a moment.
1: Greg Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey,
0: this is Jeffrey Clark. Really great guy. Went to Harvard, uh, volunteered to work in the Trump administration, former assistant attorney general. And they grabbed him early in the morning when he was still in his pajamas, searched his house, made him stand in the driveway in front of everybody. And (laughs) this is happening in America. They're obviously targeting um, anybody associated. I'm waiting for the FBI to come uh, see me. I wonder when that's going to happen, huh? I said some—I uh, I, had—could that happen? I wonder. I wonder. I was very vocal about my concerns about the election. Hmm? Well, I'll tell you what I'll do if the FBI shows up. Uh, I'll say, Agent so-and-so, Agent so-and-so, may I see your identification? And they'll have to present their identification. I'll take photographs of their identification, and then I'll dismiss them. And then I'll say, uh, yeah, not helping you. I don't trust you guys. I'm Sorry. And uh, I guess I'll contact my attorney. I'm not saying I'm Steve Bannon here, but, you know, they're taking good people in all the time. This Mike Lindell thing is insane. It really is insane. And Joe Biden pledged his solemn, sacred pledge, right, his so- to unify us, although I listened to it again. And the more he said unity. It almost made it sound like maybe he wants the unity that comes with totalitarianism, communism, one party, China, one party, uh, the former Soviet Union, one party, Afghanistan pre-2001, post-2021, the Taliban. Is that the kind of unity that he longs for? I wonder. I really do. Uh, All right. Let's see. Oh, Jill Biden was very, very weird. Jill, Jill, Jill's is responsible for so much of this stuff. I guess she really wanted those dresses. She wants her hair done every day. She wants to have somebody to boss around um, because she's letting her husband endure this humiliation, this constant humiliation. Uh, here she is at a school pretending she's a teacher once again, talking about education issues. Uh, Jill Biden. How old is she? 70 something years old. Joe is almost 80. Never in their lives have they talked about persons of color, but this is all they talk about these days. Cut 30.:
4: Herold study. It recently found that math and reading scores for nine-year-olds in the U.S. dropped since uh-huh. the beginning of the pandemic, and math specifically, and the gap between white and black students mm-hmm. widened. How do we make sure students of color don't get left behind? Well, I think we're, this summer I saw several programs for learning loss, and they were teaching math and they were teaching English, but they were also doing fun things like teaching the kids how to swim. We provided money for it in the American Rescue Plan, and uh, and so it's up to the districts you know, to decide what they're going to do with that money.
0: How about that? We threw some money at it. <laughs> we threw some money at it, and it's up to the districts now. The districts, I'm sure they'll get right on that money and making sure that uh, children of color are up to speed when it comes to reading and math. No, unfortunately, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it ever worked. All right. You got union people to take care of. You've got allies to take care of. You've got people from the textbook company you got to take care of. You've got all kinds of hands to grease because, well, they greased yours that's the way it works. You know, every time he opens his mouth, Joe or Jill, it's about how much money they're going to spend, how much money they've arranged. I can't I still can't get over the $10,000 check thing. $10,000 checks. That was a, basically a two, two and a half day story and now it's over. Now it's done. Joe Biden was able to just come out and say, "We're writing checks for $10,000." That's what about Congress? What about an up-and-down vote? What about legislation that's proposed, right? The, the the Congress, the House, the Senate, they come together. They have that, what, special little conference committee, and then they, then they pass it, or they don't. They make revisions, and then they, no, Joe just came out one day and said, we're doing this. A half trillion dollars. He does not have that kind of power. For folks who are always crying about a threat to democracy— They're being very, very undemocratic. Hey, there's a movie that we should all see. I know some of you have already seen it. It's called My Son Hunter, and you can get it at mysonhunter.com. Nobody has uh, done this story. It should be on Netflix. It should be on Amazon. It should be on Apple TV, uh, but they don't want to do it because, well, it makes a Democrat look bad, their savior, Joe Biden. Give me a. What do they really think of him anyway? They can't they won't do that story. So independent filmmakers and they're very good, by the way, had to get together. Uh, They worked with Breitbart. Uh, The actor who plays Joe Biden is good, although he doesn't really work on his voice enough. He was the guy who played Jeff in Dynasty. Anyway, here they are talking about their tribulations. You know, this is a fictionalized version, but it's very. Oh, it's all right. Right after the break. on the red apple podcast network uh, so we have a pending railroad strike and mr railroad himself joe biden how many didn't he go to the moon and back on amtrak we we could have a massive railway shutdown and this guy who brags about all that time on amtrak and amtrak is going to be affected big time if this goes forward um they are, They are, They seem to be overwhelmed and inept, as usual. And a big part of the problem is Mayor Pete. I mean, Secretary Pete, right? Secretary Pete, Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. Oh, isn't he cute, huh? He was uh, in the military for two minutes. He's gay. He went to Harvard, and he's the mayor of Nowheresville, Indiana. Sure, let the hell run for president. It's interesting. He got all that attention for running for president. Why? Why? Yeah, <laughs> it is because of his sexuality. That's it. That is it. I found a thousand different articles writing about Pete Buttigieg being gay. And for whatever reason, political reporters love that story. I wonder why they love that story so much. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares Everybody, no one's shocked by a gay person anymore. I'm sorry. After you're 18, you can do whatever the hell you want. All right? That's fine. It's Go knock yourself out. Everybody knows somebody, works with somebody gay, is gay, has a gay cousin, whatever. But Pete Buttigieg has taken this all the way, being gay, to uh, the Secretary of Transportation's office. Now, generally speaking, who cares who the Secretary of Transportation is? Most people don't know. However, I looked it up. Usually they have uh, some expertise, some prowess in something, in something. What did he have that was good? He was a, a charming fellow to have at a dinner party, okay? Ooh, let me understand this. You went to Harvard and you served in the military? How interesting. Tell us more. All right, so this guy has real power now, but he has no ability. And uh, that's that's what you get when it's all about window dressing, when it's all about what things look like. As Clint Eastwood said, well, isn't that stylish? Remember that? It was in uh, Lethal Force, I think, the second Dirty Harry movie, which was one of the best. Um, hey, as we get ready for the midterms, I, I keep hearing that the House is a total shoe in for Republicans, but the Senate will probably go Democrat. Oh, yeah? Uh, these are the same— uh, these are phony pollsters. These are people out to discourage us. I think we have a real shot. As a matter of fact, I predict, what is it, September 14th, Wednesday, one thirty-six in the afternoon, Republicans will take the Senate. They'll take it handily. J.D. Vance will win in Ohio, and he should. Um, Dr. Roz will win in Pennsylvania, and he should. Herschel Walker will win in Georgia, and he should. Well, wait a second. I heard Herschel Walker isn't very good on the stomp, and he doesn't really know the issue. Shut up. Now, Herschel Walker actually has world-class achievement. And yes, I mean his football-playing prowess. He did something amazing, all right? He really did. And if that's not good enough for you—well, and the big thing for me is his conservative values, all right? He's anti-woke. He's pro-Trump. He doesn't want to see this— country bankrupted he is a great guy of a hell of a lot of achievement up against Raphael warnock now what did he ever do apparently i don't know this for sure uh he is a pastor in some downtown church and that's fine but guess what congress already has a lot of pastors and they even have two full-time pastors they have one at the house and one at the senate And then they have guest imams and guest rabbis and guests uh, from the Hindu community. They have all these. All right. So we're already good there. We need people with real expertise, with lifetime achievement. That brings me to J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance, Republican, Trump-endorsed, running for Senate in Ohio. And uh, right now, the polls tell me and uh, the fake news tells me all the time that Tim Ryan, Congressman Tim Ryan, is going to win in Ohio? I don't think so. I don't think so one bit. Tim Ryan. Now, what does he have going for him? Well, he became a uh, member of the House of – what the hell is it? What do they call this? The state representatives there. He was an Ohio state representative starting at the age of 27. Congratulations. He's now 49. He is a career politician. All he knows how to do is raise money, smile make promises and then blow you off that's what they do jd vance on the other hand a couple lot of things i like about him number one he's brilliant number two um he wrote that book hillbilly elegy which i actually read and enjoy the hell out of the netflix uh version of it not as good but whatever i mean that's a big deal also venture capitalist who did very very well You know, uh, that actually counts for something. All right. That level of achievement. What else? Conservative values, to be sure. He's pro-Trump. He's anti-woke. He's also a graduate of Yale, by the way. Not bad. And here's something I found out. You know how I found this out? I found it out when Trump was introducing him once. He said, and J.D. Vance, who I like a lot, you know, he was a Marine. He was a U.S. Marine, and he served in Iraq I didn't you know, I first heard that from uh, from the president, from President Trump. I didn't know that. And why didn't I know that? Because J.D. Vance isn't running around beating everybody over the head with it. The guy he was running against, I mean, that was the thing. He was like running for Marine of the Month. It just hey, I served. I talk about it a lot, uh, actually, maybe even too much or whatever. I don't think I overdo it, but whatever. I'm not asking anybody for a vote because I was in the Marine Corps. All right. There are all kinds of characters when I was in the Marine Corps, some good, some bad, some great, some average, whatever. Um, And I like that about J.D. Vance. He's not playing. He's not overplaying that card Um, like Pete Buttigieg, like John Kerry, uh, people like that. You know, actually, Pete Buttigieg talked about his five months in Afghanistan when he was running for president. The nerve of that guy running for president, by the way. He spoke about his five months in Afghanistan more than John McCain, who I have my differences with, may he rest in peace, more than John McCain spoke about his five years in a prisoner of war camp when he was running for president. Isn't that kind of wild, huh? I mean, and the fake news, again, they swooned, they swooned primarily because of, uh, well, the sexuality and also Harvard. Harvard, oh, Harvard. Harvard. Because um, just about everybody in the fake news went, went to college, all right? And they're very into status in the fake news, right? Now, most people, actually, most regular people, they actually think that Penn State is a better school than the University of Pennsylvania because of the football team. Well, I guess the University of Pennsylvania is Ivy League, and it's harder to get into, uh, but regular – it doesn't really matter. Think about it. How, think about the people you work with. Do you know where they went to college? Do you know, most Ivy Leaguers are annoying about it, and they remind you all the time. But not even them. And if you ask them where they went to college, they're not going to ask you where you went to college. Sixty-two percent of America did not go to, uh, did not graduate from a four-year university. Isn't that kind of interesting? Hey, Kathy is in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Hi,
4: hi. How are you? Great show. Thank you. Um, listen, two points I'd like to make. I heard a cut from Nancy Pelosi saying. That you cannot change the college tuition. It's an act of Congress. And not one Republican is speaking up and repeating that statement. Why is that?
0: Uh, I don't know.
4: I mean, come on, people. This is your chance.
0: So wait, tell me what she said wrong.
4: Uh, Fox News or... Just tell me me what she said. She said that President Biden does not have the power to take away the student. Oh, beds. I know it's what you're
0: talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. She she said that in April of uh of uh, 2021. I think she said it in April of this year. No, I played the hell out of it. I played. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, we in the media. Hey, I will admit uh, there don't seem to be. And uh, granted, they they got the fake news working against them. But who is the Republican superstar, I mean, who is out there every day really delivering the message solidly? And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Ted Cruz, I like him. Marco Rubio. But sometimes it looks like they're running scared. This, uh, what's his name, McCarthy? Not an impressive guy. Another career politician. Looks like he wants to sell you a car or an insurance policy. Nothing wrong with that. But I just feel like he really wants something out of you it's a, he's a very transactional guy. He's too small time. He's not thinking strategically. That's my sense. Or he just wants that big chair. I don't know. But I just... Where's the oomph? We need more oomph from these people, right? Oomph.
4: I I heard him say, after the election, we'll speak up. Well, you get paid to speak every day. Yeah, right. You don't <laughs> right. get paid to speak when you're, the spirit moves you. That's BS. And number two point I'd like to make was I heard cut after cut after cut where they replayed Adam Schiff saying, I have personally seen the evidence tying Donald Trump. Isn't that defamation? Isn't there a lawsuit? Where are the lawsuits? Where's the outrage?
0: Well, you know, look, there's plenty of outrage out there, and I have played those clips. In my opinion, um, Adam Schiff should not be able to show his face in public, let alone be on the meet the press show every week. All right. He has zero credibility, none. But these people who use him and who he uses have zero integrity. And many people don't have have zero memory. Everything is just washed away. And, yeah, so I have to remember a lot of people aren't paying attention. Look, I know it seems like you know it seems like there's not that much momentum in terms of messaging. But remember, again, big media, big tech, they're all stacked against us. But what we have going for us, we know in our bones, we know, we've lived it. We paid the higher prices, okay? We saw – no one's ever going to forget. It's not going to be wiped away that we lost in Afghanistan because of Joe Biden. We see the crime. We feel it. So I don't think – I just don't think that can be erased. Yes, you can – You cannot show reality. You can alter it. You can alter the way it's presented, but we know. Does that make sense? I feel like we know in this red. What? It doesn't? No. Hey, Kathy, you got to have more respect and more faith, all right? In people. Most people are not sitting around. I mean, I wish more of them were doing it, you know watching cable news and wait a second kevin mccarthy most people don't know who their own congressman is let alone kevin mccarthy but people get out and vote they know the general direction the country is going and they don't like it and i think we're in for a major victory kathy i'm doing my best all right uh hey by the way kathy are you giving money to these candidates have you given money to uh to lee zeldin i don't care if you live in new jersey and not new york it's close enough the health of new york if New York goes down, you're going down too. You gotta write uh, checks to these candidates. Ten bucks, fifteen bucks, twenty bucks, a hundred bucks. There's no excuse, kathy. you gotta you got plenty of attitude in moxie, and I like that. Have you written any checks? No. Well, come on, come on, all right. Hey, you
4: know what it
0: is? Hey People wait, wait 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 we just we just dumped on McCarthy for a while. And I'll oh. tell you one thing he's doing, all right? One thing he is okay. doing, he's raising money. And I know, you know, p- part of it is there's a lot going on in the political world that we don't see. You know, we, we, sometimes it's just that it seems like the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. What are you doing? Where are you? On the beach? I got to go, Kat. I got to go. I Remember, give money. Walk. Give it. Give it. Give walk. it. Thank you, Kathy. Goodbye. Um, I, I mean, and this reminds me of that guy yesterday, Mark. Uh, You know, he had all these, he had it all figured out in his head, but he hadn't given a dime. Hey, I appreciate your honesty, by the way, in telling me that you didn't give any money. Uh, And I'll tell you, I only gave to one candidate in the 1990s. That's changing right now. All right, sooner or later, they're going to call me in and say, oh, you really can't be giving to candidates. Well, the country's at stake. The country is at stake. And it's not enough to just go out and vote. It really isn't. Uh, and I told you about contacting a hundred friends. I told you about starting a Twitter account and getting active. I told you about giving money and yes, getting out there and vote most, uh, most importantly. All right. Uh, Oh, the wife is here. What did she pack my lunch? Send her in please. I'm standing right. I got such a, we got such a delay on the radio station. Yes. You come in here. Hi. How are you? Have a seat. Would you please? Goodness. Oh, yes. Judith I'm, Judith Gray.
5: A woman's work is never done, I guess.
0: Let's talk about the maiden name situation. You I think
5: st- I should transition over. I think we're like, it's a done deal. We're doing this.
0: Well, I keep hearing you on the phone with your clients saying, Hi, this is Judith Gray.
5: I know, but I feel like we can transition. Your probation period is officially over.
0: A year and a half, huh? You are thinking you're just evaluating slowly? Five Wait.
5: years. Five oh years. What are you talking about? A year and a half. It's our anniversary. Oh my gosh. This you're right. is November what? 12th. It's, it's
0: been five years?
5: Five years. It's gone. Two babies. It's gone like three crazy. Three homes. Like we've been moving around.
0: Yeah, moving around. Yeah, that's, that's true. Goodness gracious. Got some angry landlords in our wake.
5: <laughs> and, uh,. What? Yeah, consideration of moving to Florida.
0: Well, I think you should um, start calling yourself Mrs. Kelly. As a matter of fact, I order you to do so.
5: Okay, sir. Really? Yes, we'll, we'll do it. Our well, recent invitation was from Judith and Greg Kelly that we sent out. We're having a party soon.
0: So. I, you know, you always said you're going to keep your maiden name for professional reasons, but it was there was a little bit of okay. Let's just see what happens here, <laughs> huh? Huh. Busted. Till death do us part. Till death do. Uh, if, if, if everything works out, all right. Well, anyway, I'm happy. Thank you, darling. What brings you to the radio station today?
5: Your lunch.
0: What's on the menu? Uh,
5: it's from Dig In, spelt D-I-G. It's one of those silly, I-N-N. Uh, it's one of those dig salads. In. One of those salads. Of dig. All right. uh, Yeah, it's healthy. It's good. Mm. And it'll keep you going till 10 o'clock
1: on Newsmax.
0: What about KFC? KFC tomorrow? Thank you. I'll be right back. Greg
1: Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: I've talked to Mike Lindell a bunch of times. Hey, tonight on the Newsmax show, I will be hosting Alan Dershowitz, the world famous attorney who is representing Mike Lindell during this um, harassment campaign. And I hope it doesn't get any worse than that. Mike Lindell, you know, they kicked him off all kinds of platforms. Why? Because (laughs) he's got some concerns about the election. This is still America, man. My friend, Tatiana Ibrahim, I could see that on the side of a coin. This is still America. And you're allowed to think these things. You're allowed to hire people. You're allowed to talk liberty. Again, when I went through, I just for the hell of it, I went through Joe Biden's original inaugural address, January 20th of 2021. And it was weird. It was weirder than I even remembered. Yes, there was all kinds of platitudes, uh, but some of it wasn't that platitudinous, if you will. When he called for unity, and obviously he brought none whatsoever, I had to listen to it again. And when he says unity, I do think he's talking, not the unity like, you know, all for one, one for all. He's talking about a monolithic state, a one-party situation. And Susan Rice, Susan Rice is the Most important person probably in the world right now, right behind Barack Obama. Uh, They're really pulling the shots. Susan Rice has said in situations that weren't quite public, but there were a lot of people around, that she would prefer, vastly prefer, a one-party system. It would be so much more efficient. We could get so much more done. Uh, Now, we wouldn't be America anymore, and we wouldn't be free We might be we might be more efficient. Uh, You know, I mean, um, what did John F. Kennedy say? You know, yeah, America might not be the most efficient form of government, but at least we don't have to build a wall to keep our people in. He said that just before the each benign Berliner comment. Uh, Yeah, they built a wall to keep people in. So it's a it's a peculiar time. Eric Adams is as goofy as hell, by the way, running around, showing every single day how unworthy he is of this job, appointing cronies, um, uh, partying too much, uh, you know, too absorbed. He's self-absorbed. He's a self-absorbed guy. Ben in Forest Hills. Yes, sir. Ben in Forest Hills. Yes, you're on the air.
3: Yes. How are you doing? Hey not too long ago we spoke about the election the 2020 election and i posed the question i asked if the democrats or whatever party are so good at fixing elections why didn't they arrange a solid majority in congress for themselves in addition to the presidency okay well
0: I can't hear you. What?
3: All the Senate.
0: Tell me. Wait, the, uh, why didn't they rig it? Well, I think it was simpler to rig one than uh, a bunch of little ones. All right. Number one. And specifically, look, um, if you go to Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, uh, hey, I've told you before if you were listening, I can't prove that the election was stolen. I can't. I don't have the technical ability. However, however, these concerns are valid. These concerns are valid and legitimate. And when you try to demonize us or criminalize us just for raising these questions, that's a that's that's un-American. That's a real problem. Now, who who achieved or received more lawful votes. I really think only God knows the answers to that. I have my suspicions, but I can't prove it. Um, I can establish, however, that ballot boxes in Wisconsin were illegal. They were absolutely illegal. Ballot drop boxes. The Supreme Court of Wisconsin said so. They were placed in violation of the law. I can also prove to you that a million and a half people in Pennsylvania violated the law. Not their fault, but the Pennsylvania government violated the law when they threw out the constitution and said you can vote any old way. So these—I don't have the uh, technical skill, and I don't have the knowledge, and I don't have the—you know—I I can't break into computers. But these are valid questions, and they're worth pursuing. You—you you raise a hypothetical, and that's interesting, uh, but. I uh, Yeah, I have doubts and we have to you you say, well, they would have cheated more if they cheated there. Well, that's an interesting thought. You can say that, but it doesn't negate our questions about the elections. All right, Ben.
3: No, I'm let me remind you that your good friend. uh, Mayor Giuliani went to court not once, not twice, not a hundred times. OK, he went to court. All over the country, right?
0: I, I know what you're going to do. You're going to throw that 63. It was and, and, and the courts ruled against him 63 times. It was never on the merits of what he was actually there to discuss. As a matter of fact, in Pennsylvania, they basically said, hey, pal, you're in the wrong court. We can't help you here. You're in federal court. You got to go to state court. So, Ben, listen, if you feel like the election was uh, on the up and up, that you think that uh, all the rules that were thrown out, that COVID wasn't used as an excuse. If you disagree with General, uh, with Attorney General Barr that as a matter of logic, the election was open to fraud, abuse and coercion, that's your, uh, that's your right. I disagree uh, vociferously. But I can't tell if that's your real voice or not. You sound uh, you sound familiar. Anyway, Ben, have a good one. I'll be back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. <sighs> Eric Adams, the mayor. I still can't believe it. I still can't believe that this inept... Uh, weak, lying guy is the mayor of this great city. You know, we used to have giants. I mean, big time giants, right? Koch, giant, big time, big time, larger than life. Giuliani, Giuliani. Oh my goodness gracious. Household name famous. So was the biggest prosecutor since what? Elliot Ness, uh, John Dewey, you know, Dinkins is in his own, in his own way. Uh, it was a major force in the city for many years on the board of estimate, you know, big, 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 uh, Bloomberg, 12 years as mayor, 12 years, a billionaire. I mean, now he's, I, is he, is he going to be the first trillionaire? I think he might turn out to be the first trillionaire. And now we have these, um, these crummy grubby career politicians and they run for office because, well, that's what they do and they have nothing to lose. And and why not? That's what they do. You know, go from you know, political campaign to political campaign, then you run for city council and you become a city councilman, and then you run for public advocate and then you become the public advocate, which is basically a no show job, and then you're one of like four people that somehow the New York Times deems even eligible to be mayor. Oh, we have to have a you have to have city council experience and public advocate experience. Oh yes. Uh and then we get these nitwits. We get these nobodies of no accomplishment, no talent. They bring nothing to the table. That's what I like about the the current crop of uh, Senate candidates that I think are poised to take back the United States Senate. I like J.D. Vance. I was talking about him and all of his talents and attributes. Oh, and, of course, Dr. Oz, America's physician, wildly successful, a cardiothoracic surgeon. I mean, think about it. He can open up your chest Rearrange the heart, put this valve with that valve, give you another 15 years to live. Hmm? I mean, who can do That's real stuff. That's real talent. Oh, by the way, he has a master's in business administration. I've spent a lot of time with him. He's got an amazing brain. Just brilliant guy. Um, oh, Mind's always moving. Very, very creative. And yeah, so what? Friends with Oprah Winfrey. That's actually kind of cool. Uh, Donald Trump, friends with Oprah Winfrey, at least before he got into politics. And that brings me to Donald Trump. Donald Trump had something tangible. He had great ability. We saw it. We watched him for decades. I said, wow, if he could bring that talent to government, that would really be something. Instead of what we usually get, just people climbing up that ladder. Joe Biden, become, you know, I heard him yesterday saying, I, I know what it's like to worry about bills. My dad was worried about the mortgage All right. That was in 1954. Joe Biden hasn't had a worry about money since let's see here, since he was 29 years old, since he was 29. That's when he was elected to the United States Senate. And that was basically a ticket to financial freedom, at least the way Joe did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. You know, watch that video. I got to put it up on my Instagram or something like that. When Joe Biden in 2006 goes to South Carolina on a Friday night. ...to deliver a political speech with his wingman, Hunter. Okay? It's a kind of a fascinating event to watch. Number one, there's something weird going on in the room. Everybody's talking to each... After the speech, everybody gets up and mingles and talks to each other. And you know what they talk about? They talk about the speech. Oh, it was a very good speech. Oh, what an interesting speech. Oh, it was a pretty good speech. They talk about the speech... Today, everybody's on their phones and they've forgotten about the speech before the speech is even done. So Joe and Hunter are working the room big time. But Joe is taking the lead. Joe engages in conversation, and Hunter is loitering about five feet away, maybe a little bit long, maybe a little bit farther, just monitoring things. And when there's an opportunity, when he senses there's an opportunity, when there's money to be made. He swoops in with his card, with his business card. You can watch it. It actually right in front of your eyes. They are a well-oiled machine working the room. If If you want something done, see Hunter. Here's my card. I have a lobbying firm. Oh, yeah. I live in Washington. I can get things done. It's pretty wild the way those guys worked. Anyway, Dr. Ross would be great in Pennsylvania, a million times better than Fetterman, Uh, Not only is he a career politician, but a career politician of no real, I mean, like it's one thing to, okay, become mayor of uh, New York City, I guess, you know, although you need fewer and fewer votes these days to do it. But he was mayor of, what's the name of that town in Pennsylvania, Jonestown, Braddock, some little, little, little village, an arts community of like 8,000 people. The salary of the mayor was 100 bucks a month. So he got subsidized by his parents in big ways. $50,000 a year checks. He was buying a property all over the place. You know, they were giving Dr. Oz a hard time. I guess he owns two mansions. He owns, I, I would expect America's most famous doctor to have some uh, luxury goods, wouldn't you? The entire time I was growing up, why did anybody want to be a doctor? Well, because they were, uh, hey, what's going on with Brian Stelter? What's the Stelter shocker? What happened with Brian Stelter? Stelter shocker on Fox News. You know who Stelter is? I don't know why they're so obsessed with him, but if this is really a shocker, so he was this—he's this very biased guy. He had a media, media criticism show over there on um, on CNN. He just got let go, and I know he got a fellowship at Harvard. Is that the, that can't be? That can't. What is the what is the what's the secret? Does anybody know? I, I mean, I'm acting like. Uh, He's important. I know he's not important, but let's just see real quick. Uh, the uh, Nothing. I think that was – you know what they do sometimes? They, they play games with the Chirons. A lot of people do that. Wait. Hannity Lampoon's Harvard for hiring fired CNN star Brian Stelter. Uh, so what? Okay. They're still giving him a hard time for getting hired by Harvard. I don't think it was a real job anyway. It's like a fellowship. It's like a – You know, teach two seminars a semester. That's it. It's not like he's a full-time professor. It's no big deal, all right? Uh, All right. Again, to uh, our friend who called from Monmouth County and the guy who called yesterday from uh, Long Island, Mark, you got to give money to the candidates we like. It's important, all right? We just can't get out and vote. We got to call our friends, and we got to write some checks. You know, in some ways, the smaller, the better. $5, $10, the small donors— They, you guys, are the key. The key. Anybody can get a couple of rich guys to like them, but to get a lot of people to like them and a lot of people to give small donations, that's real political capital. Uh, mm, John in the Bronx, yes. Doing great. Fine, fine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
6: Are you doing? Um, Just this week, uh, Lindsey Graham, introduced this anti abortion bill after 15 weeks. Yeah. The, thing, the timing of that is, is all wrong. Shouldn't they have waited until after the elections instead of opening and stirring this pot again?
0: Well, I think in his head, it was a compromise somehow with the left. It was a compromise. You know, there will be some abortion restrictions, uh, but it won't be like throwing out all of Roe v. Wade, you can still have an abortion up to 15 weeks. You know, we won't be as liberal and crazy as countries like Iran and North Korea, which, believe it or not, our abortion policies kind of are very close to those countries. Um, I think his heart was in the right place on this. Um, I also think that the abortion issue has been overblown. I think if you don't want to get pregnant, you're not going to get pregnant. There are ways to do that. We've all kind of figured it out. We've had free and open conversations about sex that, quite frankly, people were not having in 1970. People know about everything from the rhythm to the withdrawal to the pill. In 1970, the pill was uh, kind of almost borderline taboo, wasn't it? And now it's not so much. So I I don't think the abortion issue is as big as the left uh, thinks it is. And as you might be worried about either. That's my sense. What do you think?
6: That's what I'm worried. I'm worried about them focusing on that instead of the real issues like crime and economy and everything else that they're so horrible at. You know, we need the Republicans to get elected.
2: And I'm going to do what you said. I am going to write some checks.
0: I'm so happy to hear that, man. I really am. And I'm doing the same thing. And I'll grant you, dude, it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's not. You know, I'm not talking about the money. I'm just talking about actually getting on the computer. I always make a mistake. It always says in red at the bottom, you did not fill out one of the forms correctly. You know, it just – all this crap, you know? You got – you know what I'm talking about? It, you always got to go back. It wants your middle name. It wants its spell. I put in my birthday wrong. I know when I'm born, but I don't put it in the right format. Something always gets screwed up, and it takes me like a half hour to order something from Amazon. I It still not automatic for me. Anyway, what?
6: I have an apostrophe in my last name, so if I type my last name correctly, it tells me you need to enter
2: a, a proper last name.
0: <laughs> you see what I mean? It's insane. It's really right. They don't make it easy. It should be much easier. I feel like every time I want to do an online transaction, it's like buying a house. It's just way too much. So, John, I'm really pleased to hear you doing that, and many, many, many thanks. So, uh yes, I've been doing this, but I know it's a pain. And you got to sit down and you got to do it. And I've got so many logons and passwords, and this account works and that account doesn't work. And I, I, I it's, it gets me, it gets, it gets me really frustrated. You know what? I really would love to do is set up Venmo. I got to set up a Venmo, but to do that, you got to do the whole thing as well. Uh, let's do one more. Nancy in East Meadow. Hi. Yes. Uh, never mind. Let's go to Eric Adams, uh, fooling a bunch of people in Washington, DC. And this is what he does. He goes around, he wears that suit and people think, oh, he's so impressive. I'm like, really? Have you listened to what he says? Have you actually listened to it? And right now he's just falling back on platitudes and slogans. And, uh, let's see here. Cut 39.
3: My most defining mission as the mayor of the city of New York, largest city in America, is to focus on ending gun violence and stopping the scourge of illegal guns.
0: The scourge? I think he meant the scourge. Whatever. Um, Okay, that's fine. But you're actually, you just say it because it sounds good. Because you do have the power to revitalize the anti-crime unit, which is an undercover unit. You put NYPD logos all over their shirts and pants. So the undercovers aren't undercover anymore. And why did you do that? Because a couple of maniacs yelled at you at a community hearing. And you listened. And you're working. (laughs) You don't do that. It was some silly thing you said during the campaign. Anti-crime has got to be undercover, totally undercover. You'll save lives that way. But no, and that's within your power, by the way, Mayor Idiot. You could actually do that. Instead, what do you do? You fight this never-ending, quite frankly, probably unwinnable battle with, yes, the gun industry. Cut 45.
3: We must expose the lies of gun industry and their lobbyists of the NRA the same way. We expose the lies of the tobacco industry and opioid manufacturers. Their greed and irresponsible business practices have fueled the gun violence epidemic in this nation.
0: No. What's fueled the epidemic, what's facilitated it, is the delegitimization of police by you and your allies. Especially your allies in the Black Lives Matter movement. You. By handcuffing police. You. All right? You get that? Maybe you don't even understand the power you have. You know, it would be nice. It would be nice if we had somebody by his side who could really help him. You know, I would love that. You know, quite frankly, I don't want to run for mayor. It's a great big pain in the neck. And if he gets his act together, I, I would reevaluate. But right now, I'm going to have to run and beat him. I'll be right back.
1: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: Uh, I bought a new car. or Actually, I'm sorry. I'm leasing a new car. It's not electric. It wasn't even an option. I want an SUV. I want something with some, you know, oomph. Uh, Biden speaks on massive electric vehicle investment right now and uh people don't want because they're not ready. They're just not ready yet. They need a hell of a lot more time. Uh I got my video up on social media of uh, uh what's her name? Kamala Harris getting on and off private jets. That's what she does, man, oh man. What is the big deal? Why does she like that so much? Uh we know that the vice president gets a gets a jet. It's not a big deal. Ooh. Um one more thing here. Uh, Jill Biden. Uh, she was on the Today show the other day and uh, she's not an impressive person why would the fake news kiss first lady but excuse me like this cut 31
2: great conversation and i, I continue to just be so pleased mm-hmm. and thrilled with the fact that dr biden who doesn't really have she to,
5: doesn't have to be dr b right, right. she's still
2: teaching and yeah. she's still such an outspoken advocate for other Absolutely. teachers
0: so that's uh Melvin Craig Melvin. He is thrilled and pleased, thrilled and pleased by Dr. Jill Biden, thrilled and pleased now, I know these people on t v are phonies, all right, but that that <laughs> come on right I mean on, you really you're really overdoing it even for even when we know you're a phony, that's just way, way, way too much, and what thrills and pleases you so much, huh? All right, you want to see how on top of it Dr. Jill Biden is when it comes to communities of color and those uh, those young kids who happen to be of color who might not be reading as well as their white student colleagues? This is what the question was asked, and listen to her solution. Cut 30.
7: Study.
4: It recently found that math and reading scores for nine-year-olds in the U.S. since the uh-huh. beginning of the pandemic, and math specifically, and the gap between white and black students mm-hmm. widened. How do we make sure students of color don't get left behind? Well, I think we're, this summer I saw several programs for learning loss, and they were teaching math and they were teaching English, but they were also doing fun things like mm-hmm. teaching the kids how to swim. We provided money for it in the American Rescue Plan, And uh, and so it's up to the districts, you know, to decide what they're going to do with that money.
0: Well, we've got some programs and we've got money, (laughs) programs and money. Of course, that'll fix it. That'll fix it. Uh, Programs and money. That's the uh, that's what liberals. That's the solution, huh? And one more time, the Today Show crew. What did they think about Dr. B? Cut thirty one. Great conversation, and I, I continue to just be so
2: pleased mm-hmm. and thrilled with the fact that Dr. Biden, who doesn't really have she to,
5: doesn't have to be Dr. B. right? right. She's
2: still teaching, and yeah. she's still such an outspoken advocate for
0: other teachers. Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely, Now they have eighty-five people hosting the Today Show. They got so many people, and all they do is agree with each other the entire time and fawn all over Democrats. It really is. Uh, well, it's boring more than anything else. Uh, although that was kind of interesting. Come on, you got to admit, for a bunch of phonies, that was something else. Hey, my Marine Corps, my beloved Marine Corps, owes an apology to that great Marine Lance Corporal Hunter Clark. Um, you, did you hear what happened? Uh, so, do you remember when we were getting out of Afghanistan, the, there was chaos, right? But in the middle of it all, A bunch of Marines saved a young little baby, a little baby. uh, They pulled her. They helped hoist her over the wall. It was an amazing moment. It was an iconic moment, really, that the Marine Corps should have embraced. Instead, what did they do? They played politics with it. Now, it was in August of 2021. This uh, Marine is on the wall with about four other Marines, and he is handed the baby, Now, the man's name, the Marine's name is Hunter Clark. And a couple of weeks later, it just so happens he's at a Trump rally in Georgia. And by the way, he's not wearing a uniform. This was very, very spontaneous. Okay, this guy just got out of Afghanistan. He just saved a baby's life and everybody saw it. So the president acknowledged him. And you know what? The guy got up and spoke beautifully. Listen to this. Cut 23.
6: And their pain is our pain.
0: Their dreams No, 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 ours. no, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. That wasn't the one. Where is the one? Oh, yeah, here we go. My mistake. Let's do cut 25.
2: We're also honored to be joined by one of the Marines who bravely served in Kabul during the withdrawal and helped evacuate children over the airport and over the airport wall. you saw him. He did a great job, Lance Corker.
6: Hunter in Clark. Lance Corporal, come up here. Hey, my name's uh, Lance Corporal
8: Hunter Clark. I'm here from uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, I am the guy that pulled uh, the baby over the wall, and it's definitely probably one of the greatest things I've ever done in
5: my time. <laughs> I
6: just want to thank all the support from all y'all. It really means a lot.
8: And uh, I'm glad to be home now today. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Home run, right? Everybody's happy. Except uh, the Marine Corps wasn't happy. The Marine Corps puts out the most offensive thing I've ever seen. One of them says the person in the photograph is not Lance Corporal uh, Hunter Clark. So it makes it almost seem like it's a case of what? Stolen valor? He's he's claiming credit for something he did not do on the battlefield? Well, guess what? It was Lance Corporal Hunter. Hunter Clark, we knew that at the time. The Marine Corps reluctantly just confirmed that the other day, more than a year later. And they also, you know what they did? They placed him under investigation. Now, what was his crime? What, what did they do wrong? They placed him under investigation. They wanted to see if he violated DOD policies by being at that event in the first place. Being at that event. Now, he was not in uniform. You know, you join the Marine Corps, but you don't renounce your citizenship You still have rights. Oh, yes. You're allowed to attend political events not in uniform. And you investigated him for it? You know, Joe Biden had Marines in uniform standing right behind him at his hideously partisan, political, disgusting speech where he blacklisted half of the country. Joe Biden should be under investigation for that. I'll be right back.
1: Uh, Greg Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: Hey, Lee Zeldin has a new ad, very, very powerful, uh, about crime taking over New York State. Nobody in their right mind could vote for Kathy Hochul. I'm sorry. It's that bad. It's that obvious, at least to me. It uh, it really is. It is so cut and dried right now. All right, the Queen stuff continues. Yikes. Um, what do we say about that? I mean, what everybody is acting like they're uh, a mortician on TV. You know like the funeral director and and they're just suddenly an expert on all things funeral related how many pallbearers it takes, this, that, and the other thing i'm just, it's just a little bit much and very little, very little discussion of the most important aspect of her life, which she proudly shared her relationship with Jesus. It's something that you know you don't say, oh no, no no, no, don't 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 talk about that. you might offend somebody, oh no, 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 no no, no no, uh, why not? Why not? It's the key to everything. It is the key. He is the key to everything. And uh, we don't for a lot of reasons. We're self-conscious. We don't want to offend people. We also think, okay, well, look, I'm no perfect person. Who the hell am I to be talking about it? And I know I've had all these thoughts myself, but at the same time, when I look inwardly and I realize all that I have received from him because of him, uh, my relationship and all the things that are happening to me and have happened, and even the bad things turned out to be good. I don't know. It's just, I can't, uh, I hope you're doing what I am doing, and uh, I will, I I do it. I actually do it. I can actually say I do it, which is read that Bible, the beautiful Bible. The For me, it's the, well, it's the Bible, number one. Uh, I think it's the King James Version, but I read, in addition, the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible, because... Number one, the language is pretty direct, you know? I mean, look, there. I've, it's it can be very mystifying sometimes, the Bible. It can be overwhelming, and it's not. He helps put it in perspective. Oh, and also, we're going to have on the show—we uh, did, actually, a few days ago, David Limbaugh, uh, Rush's brother. He wrote a beautiful new book about his relationship with Christ and how you can benefit as well— The Resurrected Jesus. It's uh, by David Limbaugh and his beautiful daughter, Kristen, available wherever books are sold. And, you know, I'm just looking at the, the funeral services and there's somebody on CNN just talking about logistics. That's what it is. All they're consumed with is logistics and what flag is on the coffin and what that flag represents, and it's from this family who adopted it from that family, and then it became this, and then it became... Now it, the, Carolyn Harris has a book, Raising Royalty, and you know the intrigue between Meghan and Harry and uh, Harry and Will and Kate. And it's just a bunch of noise. It's just a bunch of noise. The one person in that family who really had her act together was the one who was closest with God, and that was the queen. 96 years and all that chaos, right? All that trouble Andrew got himself into and and Charles had his uh, ups and downs and he spent a, wasted a lot of time as a playboy, which, oh, by the way, so did I. I am not better than anyone in this equation, not by a long shot. Absolutely not. Uh, I just wish I found the way much earlier. It would have saved me a lot of heartache, a lot of suffering, a lot of money. I would have been better. I would have been – anyway, I can't look back. I can only look forward. And uh, thank you – well, thank you, God, very, very much. Um, What am I going to do tonight on the show? Oh, one other thing I'm going to talk about is affirmative action. Now, you can look at the polls. Nobody likes affirmative action. Um, White people don't like it. Black people don't like it. Asian people don't like it, especially Asian people lately. They are really being screwed over by these affirmative action policies. They are, well, academically Asians. I'm sorry. You can look it up. It's true. They test higher than just about any other group. And there's a real effort to limit their numbers in elite institutions like Harvard, like the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, like Stanford, like UCLA. You name it. They're trying to limit the number of Asians. Well, that's not right. And there is a lawsuit that's uh, working its way through the courts. And I think the plaintiff against Harvard, which I don't remember the name of the group, but it was the uh, – was it the Inconvenient Minority? I think they called themselves the Inconvenient Minority, led by Kenny Hsu and some others. Well, they won round one, and then it was overturned on appeal. Anyway, the Supreme Court is going to hear it on Halloween, and this could be a bigger matter before the election. It's always been out there. Uh, and something else about affirmative action – Well, Kamala Harris and Barack Obama, probably the two biggest beneficiaries of affirmative action ever. I mean, have we ever in the history of politics had somebody with less than one term in the United States Senate made a vice president or president? Kamala Harris was elected to the – when did she get elected? She got elected I think in 2014. So she hadn't even completed one term in the United States Senate when Joe Biden picked her for the vice presidential spot. And Barack Obama had not even served two years before he started running for president. He was two years in the United States Senate before he started running. Now, could that have happened if it wasn't for identity politics? Of course not. Of course not. By the way, we see this all the time, people getting opportunities which they don't deserve. Another prime example of this is uh, George W. Bush. George W. Bush, such a 'er ne'er-do-well. He was a joke in the Bush family. He could not get his act together. Bumbling, stumbling around, cashing in on his father's name, bragging about it. What does he do? What was his big claim to fame? He was the front man, not even the real owner, the front man of the Texas Rangers. Fourth place ball club at the time. So what? What? And then he becomes governor of his home state, Texas, where the governorship is like possibly the weakest office in America. Some governorships are uh, really powerful. and They've got a lot of uh, sway. That wasn't the situation. And I don't think it still is with the Texas governor. Anyway, he becomes president of the United States. Why? Because he was the son of a president of the United States. And, oh, by the way, I'm not saying he was – The product of affirmative action, but (laughs) George H.W. Bush, may he rest in peace. And he did a lot of, you know, admirable things, joining the Navy and all that stuff. But he had no business running this country. He really didn't. A man who mocks the idea of having a vision for America, a plan, a direction to take the country. You know what he said when they asked him? When his advisor said, "Uh, you know, you got to come up with something so we can write some campaign commercials about it he said what the vision thing (laughs) in a weird way he had a quite quite the ego he just thought well i'm a patrician my father was a senator i'm a war hero i was the cia guy i gave a lot of money to republicans i mean uh yeah i should be the president and when you think that way you don't really stand for much of anything and uh who remembers this cut 27 george bush 1988 my opponent won't rule out raising taxes But I will, and the Congress will push me to raise taxes, and I'll say no, and they'll push, and I'll say no, and they'll push again, and I'll say to them, read my lips. No new taxes. Wow. Sounds great. (laughs) A year and a half later, he blew it off. (laughs) A year and a half later, he said, "Uh, we're going to have to have taxes. He didn't really care. His heart wasn't in it. That was a beautiful speech, probably written by Peggy Noonan. All right? Read my lips. They wanted to address the wimp factor as well. That was a big thing with him. He was no wimp, but he kind of looked like one. I mean, let's face it. Uh, Carmine from Long Island, how are you? Greg, I'm doing great.
8: I got two quick stories. I donated to Lee Zeldin, like you said. I love it. Thank you, Carmine. Really? I have to tell you, you really felt good. And you know what? I mean, you made me remember about three years ago, New York State, I called from title closers on Long Island. They took away our gratuities, which is our, our way of making a living. And, and they felt that it would be legal to tip the title at after closing. You know, we're the ones that you write a check for at the end. And you say, oh, why am I writing this check? Because we're notarizing, we're, start, we're taking care of all your documents. I called Lee Zellman's office and, and he said that I got a, a, a phone call back from their office. Saying, we will get you a message to Lee. And he went to Albany and he fought and we got our gratuities back. Greg.
0: Well, that's and, terrific. Wait have, a second. Yeah. Wait a second. You so you were a notary public and you're, you, they, you were allowed to take no, tips. No. Wait, what? Yeah. Tell me.
8: No, no, understand this. i as a title closer. You know they're independent contractors, and that's how they make their living. And New York State took it away from us. So you were working on, you were not making money, but yet you had to go to the closing. Did, it, it was crazy. It is know? crazy, but it, I'm it, surprised it, it, you it, guys.
0: It, you guys actually, you you made your money through tips.
8: At the end of the, when you purchase your house, your attorney says write a check to the title folder. And that's how the majority of the title closers make a living. They put food on their table. You know, it's, it's a crazy thing. But, but I wrote the check for me because you reminded me. And you, and you know what? I'm a benefit of what he did for me. And I have a P.O. box. If you want the Shirley P.O. box that I was given by uh, his Facebook page. Can I say the, 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 the uh, P.O. box, Greg?
0: What? You mean his P.O. box?
8: It says you write the check, Lee Zeldin for governor, and then you send it to the P.O. box in Shirley, New York. Am I, would you like let me to say it or no?
0: Uh, if you want to say it, you can say it. Are you a yes, thousand yes, percent sure? No. I mean, you can also give uh, online. Yes. You can give online as no, well.
8: No, you, but, but like you say, the passcodes and the, and the user codes, it's P.O. box 692, Shirley, New York, 11967. All
0: right. This so, is not your house, is it, Carmine? Come on now. I know, I know. I'm just uh, giving you a hard time. Well, all right. Uh, Look, it's wonderful. I'm so glad you did that. I did not know that about the title. You know, the last time, oh, my gosh, buying a house. I don't know how you guys deal with all the paperwork. I mean, my goodness. you got to sign a million different things. It really is a great big pain in the neck. But I'm glad that uh, he restored the gratuity. Thanks, Carmine. Thanks for doing that very, very much. And thanks for calling again. I appreciate you very much, okay?
8: I want to talk to you about suits. I know you're watching it. I don't want to give you any spoiler alerts, but Greg, I love suits. You know Harvey Specter, Mike Ross. I love those guys. But you know what? They're all Democrats, and they. I know that.
0: I know. Them. I know. I know. I know. Actually, I I know, I know. I know. I know. I quite frankly, it almost ruined the show for me. Not you right now, but I saw the guy. You know Harvey, the guy who plays Harvey. I saw his Instagram, and he's a crazy woke you know, don't vote for Trump, our lives depend on it, you know, kind of guy. And I wondered, I actually asked my wife, do you think he's doing that because he has to in Hollywood? And she said, maybe, maybe he does. I don't know, but I don't want to know about that. I am enjoying the show. Granted, I haven't watched it in about three weeks and maybe I won't. You know what I mean? The time is so precious. Who the hell, why, why, why do I need to watch another show? If I really need to watch a show, I'll watch The Honeymooners again. Carmine, thank you very, very much. And we got to do one more. Susan in Brooklyn. Yes, Susan. Susan, hello.
7: Yes, Craig. Listen, you were talking about how we all have to reach out, and I thought that was a great idea. And I've been doing it a lot. I'm upstate now, you know, and it's a Republican area. And a lot of people don't even know there's a governor's race going on. So I talk to 10, 15 people a day because you know I'm I'm in in retail up here and and um, there's a big festival going on in Corning this week. If anybody wants to come up, it's going to be great. Um, so, uh, but don't wait for the GOP or any congressman. Do it locally, grassroots. They just won those three. Um, MAGA won the three races um, uh, in uh, New Hampshire. Okay, by grassroots they had. The establishment, uh, Republicans funding uh, the um, against MAGA. So, but MAGA is winning. So, but it's grassroots.
0: I love it. This is a country run by the people, not the analysts, not the political operatives, not the party officials. By us, grassroots people on the ground, people thinking stuff, people doing stuff talking to their neighbors i love it i love it you remind me of something you remind me of the verdict i got to play that on the show with paul newman we we are the law we are is it time it's time susan enjoy the festival i'll be right back greg
1: kelly, greg kelly. on the red apple podcast network
0: all right it's time for me once again to delete instagram instagram Delete, delete, delete. Is it gone? I hope so. Uh, I think I just deleted Instagram. Uh, I deleted it before. It is uh, a great big time suck. My goodness gracious. Uh, it Somehow it knows what I like. I, I like watches. I like model airplanes. I like remote controlled airplanes. I like old buildings. I like architecture. Yes, I like girls in bathing suits, okay? And uh, somehow, well, who doesn't, right? And it just shows me these damn images all the time. I didn't ask to see it necessarily, but there it is. And I don't need any of that stuff. And I don't even need the good stuff. I don't need to just look at all these watches that I'm not going to buy. I have a watch. Man, these people in Silicon Valley, they're good at what they do, which is bad for us, spending so much time on this dopey device. And I have decided I'm not buying a new iPhone. Screw that. Uh, From all I can see, the camera is slightly better. So what? So what? All I need to do is text, email, and look up the internet. That's it. I don't need any of these stupid apps. I don't need to go into the iPhone store and get uh, uh, crummy treatment, by the way. They are not as nice as they used to be. They used to be so caring, so passionate. You know what I heard? They're unionizing. Yeah, they're unionizing. And when you get unions, what do you get? Does the does, does service go up or down? Huh? We know the answer. It plummets. Man, Joe Biden, Mr. Electric Car, Mr. Uh, Reduced Carbon Footprint, flew to Delaware via Air Force One and uh, various helicopters and motorcades to vote in that dinky little primary they had, Uh, whereas, you know, he could have voted absentee. He does technically live in Washington, D.C., And absentee, when you proactively seek the ballot, you know, I voted absentee a lot when I was in the military. It's okay. There are mechanisms to do that. Not, however, when they just change all the rules in two months because of COVID so they can take advantage of the situation. No. Joe Biden, that was really strange. Did he genuinely forget? Does he? I think, quite frankly, he enjoys the, um, the trappings of power. You know, he enjoys all the stuff. He enjoys that. It's his. Well, it's not his. It's ours. But, you know, I think it does things to your brain. Walking on Marine One, walking off helicopters. He's been treated like this. He's been a little prince. Now he's, I guess, the big big prince since he was 29 years old. That really must foul you up in all kinds of ways. Better to be, uh, remember, humility, it's important. All right, I'm almost done. I got to go across the street. It's your turn. John... In Staten Island, John 2. We have two Johns. John 2. Hi. John the Second, I should say. Hi. Hi, Greg.
3: Now, listen, while I was waiting for you, but I forgot the topic I was talking about. But did you see, uh, what is his name, Kirby? The, the, the other spokesman for uh, Biden?
0: Uh, I saw him what at the podium did? yesterday. I didn't listen to him. He looks like a weird Russian game show host from 1968. I don't understand that guy. What about him?
3: The best part was they asked him a question about how the communist Chinese are buying farmland and all this other land across America and he came back with a response of I don't know about home ownership. How does a military man not know how to answer a question like that? Home ownership is not commies buying farmland. You know what I'm saying? If you can look at Please make a big make a show out of that. Please. All right,
0: I will take look, let's face it. He's better than Kareen Jean-Pierre and that's why they have him there cuz she really stinks at the job. Uh listen to what she did yesterday. Cut uh was this yesterday? This is the briefing before Kirby took over. Cut 15.
7: That is part of the broader economic plan that this president uh, has had. You think about the bipartisan infrastructure law that's going to create jobs. You think about uh, you think about the infra- infrastructure reduction act that's going to create jobs, bring manufacturing. Did you hear what she home. said?
0: The infrastructure reduction act. <laughs> <laughs> she was <laughs> infrastructure reduction. I, the- I think she may be right in the end. It's going to reduce infrastructure. John, I'll take a look at uh, Mr. Kirby. He is a. He is an odd duck, to be sure. Mark in Passaic, yes.
6: Hi, Greg. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, did you say a few months ago that you grew up in Baldwin, Long Island?
0: Until second grade, then I moved to uh, Garden City. Why?
6: Oh, because I grew up in Baldwin, class of 81, and uh, I just recently drove drove through Baldwin Have you ever driven through Grand Avenue in the last five years?
0: Yes. Why?
6: Okay. Well, in my opinion, Baldwin has had a major downturn visually, aesthetically, on Grand Avenue. And this ties in what you were saying before about the church and religion. Have you ever driven through Rockville Center, Long Island, in the last five years?
0: Uh, I don't remember it as vividly. I I, I didn't find uh, Baldwin to be all that uh, different. What was the problem oh, in Baldwin? Very,
6: it's very, very different. If you ask anybody who grew up in baldwin it's uh the Grand avenue is uh not the Grand avenue that we grew up with well, I don't
0: know about uh, that. Listen, I love Grand Avenue, okay. and when I went through it, they still have uh dairy barn. They still have the firehouse where it is. McDonald's is still where it is uh I know they got new uh, they've got some new fast food places let's see uh the Lutheran Church is still where it is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, I, I, things change. You say it's taken a, a downward dip. I personally haven't noticed that. Maybe it has. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, very sorry to hear that. I love that community. And I must say, I saw it not too long ago, and I it just brought back all kinds of wonderful memories. I, don't, I, do, I just don't see what you have seen. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I don't know. Anything else, buddy?
6: The point I'm trying to make is when you look at Rockville Center, the reason why Rockville Center is still a beautiful together type of community, in my opinion, is because of the church. Now, I'm a Jewish. I grew up Jewish. The church, the St. Agnes Church in Rockville Center, has maintained the real estate values of that community uh, in Nassau County, whereas Baldwin has not had something that's kept the community strong like rockville center you know
0: i have to say i you know what the churches are still thriving in, in in baldwin i know they're there i mean i went by the church where i was christened uh i i know those churches are there i that what you're what you're getting at i think might be something else uh socio economic i don't know but the church i don't know man i don't know i uh i don't know i don't know but thanks mark thank you where do you live now
6: I live in Passaic, New Jersey.
0: All right, all right. I, I wonder what church attendance is. You know, by the way, sometimes church attendance is bigger in lower income communities than 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 high class areas. Did you know that?
6: No, I never knew the that. The more
0: educated people are, sometimes the less interested they are in matters of faith. Kind of interesting. So Anyway, I'll I'll, I'll try to make that comparison and see what's going on. Thank you, Mark. Thank you all. I got to go to the Newsmax world tonight at 10 o'clock. I know. Sometimes people have been complaining. It's like your show is in the attic. It works better at 10 o'clock for now. I'll see you later.
4: Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right.